You're listening to a special Toronto After Dark Festival interview on Morning Mixtape. I'm Elissa Matthews. The Toronto After Dark Film Festival brings a mix of horror, sci-fi, and genre film to Toronto each October. At this year's festival, I had a chance to speak to Ray Igzui, the director of Extracurricular. Here's our conversation. I am here talking to Ray Igzui, the director of Extracurricular, which had its, that would be, I guess, its world premiere at Toronto After yes, Dark. Yes, it was our first premiere ever. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming in and chatting with me Oh, today. Thanks so much for having me. This is really exciting. Awesome. So uh, I kind of just wanted to start, uh, if you wanted to like let our audience know a little bit about what is the film, what is Extracurricular? Sure. Um, Extracurricular is, is essentially a slasher horror film that follows the lives of four high school students who, I guess the best way to put it is that they get a little bored of school. They find it mundane. So instead they go and find and plan murders and they kill people for fun. Uh, And the story just, you get to see them falling and trying to find the victims and and planning and and essentially one of their plans doesn't go according to plan. And uh, and then all hell goes to lose. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this, of course, as you said, like it's a slasher film. It's a genre film. And you've sort of worked in this genre before on some shorts that you've done in, uh, I guess, a lot of those were sort of school projects. Yeah, um, I've actually done a lot of short films uh, for the Toronto 48 Hours Film Challenge. I don't know if you heard of that. It's essentially you and a bunch of friends get together and uh, you make a movie in 48 hours from coming up with a story to finish editing and handing the film uh, Friday night to Sunday night. And sometimes, you know, you have to, like, uh, draw a name out of the hat to see what genre you're going to get. And for some reason, I ended up getting a horror film a lot, and which I loved, you know, the genre. And uh, I made a lot of short films where it's just more so about psychological and, and uh, murder. So this project just happened to be perfect right up my alley. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and... So you kind of mentioned, yeah, you've worked in this genre before, and so that was sort of up your alley. Uh, how did you end up becoming directing this film? <laughs> um, it it, t- it was a long process. I mean, this film just finished uh, a month ago, actually, but I've been attached and been working on this film for the last three years. And uh, what happened was that I made a lot of short films, made a lot of independent projects on my own, and uh, shopped around, went to different producers, but no one was really interested in some of my work until my ma- manager, who is also a talent agent, and he, he saw some of my work and he just asked to have a meeting with me, and he just really liked some of the stuff I did. Um, and he tried really hard to get me in, into his agency represented by other uh, talent reps, but no one would take me, so he decided to take me on himself. And then he just kept pushing me to different producers, different meetings, until one day, one of his actors got audition. I got an audition, got a role in the movie called Extracurricular, and he heard that they were also looking for a director. So perfect, he just put my name in the hat. Um, the producers didn't really think much at first. They they sent me the script, say, "Hey, this is the script. Um, love to hear what you think." And me thinking, you know what, this might be my only chance to to impress someone. So I took the script and I read it, and then I created a pitch package I think it was 19 pages I wrote as much as I could I put visual references photos from different movies and downloaded 15 movies that I liked and 
edited a trailer together. That that's that what I thought would be extracurricular, what extracurricular would look like. And I sent it in the next day, and they were just blown away by it. So within a week, I, I got the word that I was hired on as a director. And then from there on, they used that pitch package um, for all the financing, and and it's the only one they ever used. Wow. Yeah. Um, I guess in terms of that, like how how similar does extracurricular look as a finished film to what sort of your pitch package looks like? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say day and night. It, it yeah. couldn't look any more opposite. And uh, you know, like. Like any films, there's uh, even in in the process of pre-production, we had to change the script many times. Um, but it's not only that the the casting was, was kept being changed, the story, the, the the direction we wanted to go was just constantly being changed. We we're just trying to figure out what the story was and what we what we wanted to make. Um, but at the same time, being a hired-on director, I never really felt like I had control of the process as much as I would like to say I had my input. Um, and I did have my input left and right constantly all the time. But whenever there was a final decision making, it's it's never up to me. There's always someone saying, OK, we like what you want, but this is how we're going to do it. Pick your battle and, and try to figure out what means to you the most in the story and what, what you should fight for and something to just let it go and just say, you know what, maybe the producers and the writers say they, they, they know best for for this particular thing and just let, let them have that. Also sort of interesting because, uh, you know, earlier you mentioned a lot of your filmmaking was sort of doing 48-hour film festivals. Yeah. doing So that would be a lot of work where you're sort of hands-on on every process from, mm-hmm. you know, writing, directing, probably even like yeah. acting, editing, all of that. So I imagine it was like a very different process to to come into something where, you know, you had writers that brought mm-hmm. you a script. You know, if you wanted to talk a little bit more about how that was sort of a different working style. Yeah, so, uh, you know, even not the 48 Hours Film Challenge, anything I made, it's always been, I had an idea, I would write it down and then speak to my friends and then find actors and we put it together. I was constantly involved in finding the right people and the, the time and the equipment and the location, so trying to make sure that everything can fit together and work uh, perfectly, which is a lot of stress. So what I find interesting on extracurricular working on a feature film is that it's almost easier in a lot of ways. Where the things I used to that used to stress me out all the time and I worry day and night, now they have specific people just focusing on that one particular job. So when it came down to it, especially getting when we got really close to production and even during pre-production I just felt like I had a lot of free time um it, it became a lot of like yes no I was just that person who's saying yes and no uh someone would come up to me the production designer would ask do you want this blue or yellow uh blue and they would ask you know what kind of things do I want and then someone would go out and get that for me and then do their job because that's what they're supposed to be doing and which is really nice so it gave me a lot of chance to just get to know the actors really well we hang on a lot and they're really close to my age so um i think we just became friends right away all of us and and so in that sense i think it's so much nicer easier but on some aspect it felt a little restrained where there are things i really wanted to um do it myself or or, you know have have a say in my input but when there's money involved, you know, people want to make sure that they ha- they have the right person doing that job and not let the director worry. So it was a little frustrating at times where I just 
didn't want to sit around and wait. I wanted to go out and do things myself as well. Uh, you mentioned kind of getting close to your actors. So, uh, yeah, what was your, I guess, process of, <laughs> of directing? I think going in, I was a little worried about, you know, how people will receive me because as one, being a first-time feature film director, but two, uh, you know, when you look at me, I, I don't, you should, I don't have that, I don't demand respect right away. That's how I would see it. It's, um, you know, I, I, sometimes people still question if I'm old enough to get alcohol or to drive. So um, it, it was a little intimidating going in. I wasn't sure if people would talk behind my back and say, why do I have a child as a director on set? And so to make that clear, I decided to just be as confident as I possibly can and by just being myself. That's a really good advice I got from a friend of mine who said, you know, you can try and put on a suit and go in and pretend, you know, you look and sound and just like every other director. But if you just go in and be yourself, know what you want, I think people will respect that more. And I think that really worked for me. So first day on set, um, I have the face paint and I show up on the ones in the onesie. I think it was a hedgehog. And people were just kind of like taken back by what is going on. But as soon as they get to talk to me and know, you know, I'm just quirky and weird and this is how I work and function. People kind of just forget about it and then they start to listen to me and, and the process of it is really just me letting people do their job. If if I don't like the shot, I'm going to let them know what I think would be better, but I'm not going to spend my entire day just behind the camera trying to frame the shot because that's a DP's job and I had a great DP on the set. Um, and sound, uh, production design, costume, I never had to worry about because I know I can trust these people. So I spent most of my time just looking at actors saying, what do you feel like this scene is about? What do you think your character is thinking in this moment? Even if it doesn't really help as much for that particular scene or even if they're really good actors, which they were, it's not so much they needed that talk, it's more so they needed the distraction. They needed to just focus on me and their other cast instead of being distracted by the lights and the camera and, and, and the chaos. So that's what I really like to do. I like to just take them out of that scene and just have a conversation and, and understand that what makes them unique and what makes them tick. Yeah, I think that's how I work as a director. Nice. Um, I know that you the production schedule was very. Uh, yeah, it was seventeen days. <laughs> so uh, that and that sort of style of directing seems like that would be sort of uh, difficult within that time constraint. But you were you. I guess you found <laughs> was struggles. That's yeah. for sure. Um, so every day on our schedule, it looked just absolutely chaotic. We would have unit move and then uh, production move just have location changing t two times in a day and uh without getting you know giving away anything from the film but i don't know if you remember there's a scene in the car it was four of them and someone was dying and then there's another scene where you first meet our four heroes in the diner in the beginning of the movie those two scenes are shot back to back so while they were getting rid of blood they're setting up to um talk about school and and while they were shooting that, we also had to pull one of the actors away to shoot stunt scenes in in the farm, and that, that's so there's three different locations all being shot at the same time, and we just had to juggle that, and and it was absolutely chaotic, and insane, and we shot it um, around this time last year actually we started on the day of this premiere as the day we started production a year ago, <laughs> so and it's freezing cold in Sudbury we we had a lot of problems. 
um, the farmhouse, for example, there's this beautiful, massive farmhouse. When we first shot it, the first week, it was you know warm and sunny and, and clear sky. But a week later, when we went back to shoot the main sections of the film, it was just pouring rain. So we had to fake and, and try to cheat it so that you don't realize the entire time it's just pouring rain outside. I guess in terms of shooting the film, what were some of your, I don't know, favorite moments doing that? I would say for just the whole experience, it's definitely for most of the film was shot in during nighttime. It was a night shoot. Uh, so we would finish six or seven in the morning every day and then we get picked up and dropped off at our hotel and I lived in a separate place than the lead actors but I would just go to their hotel every morning after we finish we all have breakfast together in the hotel and for an hour we just like kind of gossip about everyone on set and the, the, the whole day what just happened and and just almost felt like I was being a teenager again with them and, and they're some of them are you know around my age too but it's just being there every day we kind of forget and lose track of time it just felt like in that moment in those moments this was going to go on forever and ever and every morning when I do come here and just have breakfast and nothing else mattered so those are some of my favorite memories and um, in the film itself I really enjoyed just doing scenes where that was not planned in the script um, where something's not working I kind of just say you know what I know this is how it's scripted I might get fired for doing this, I might get in trouble, but I would pull one of the actors away and just say, can you try one where you just don't read or say anything from the script and just, just be yourself. And, and, and there's a one scene where the lead actress, she's still in her monologue while playing poker, and she talks about her childhood best friend. All of that was improvised on the spot, and, and, and while we're shooting that, you could hear her heartbeat through her laugh mic, and we had to like bring that down in post because like it's just boom, boom, going really loud. So yeah. Yeah, definitely my favorite moments. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, and earlier on, you had sort of mentioned uh, the the pitch package you put together, <laughs> some of those references. Yeah. And uh, in the at the Q and A that you did at Toronto After Dark, uh, one of the actors uh, who played Jenny, she she spoke about like all the mov- that you sent her a bunch of <laughs> movies um, beforehand. I just wanted to know like what were the influences? What were those movies that you sent her? <laughs> Surprisingly enough, there was only one horror movie that I sent her. Everything else was um, coming of age stories and and uh, high school drama. Uh, there's one that I that really stood out to me was. Um, I Saw the Devil, it's a Korean horror film uh, about vengeance, about someone getting revenge for his pa- uh, uh, wife, who, ex-wife who was killed by the serial killer and rapist. And although it has really nothing to do with the film, um, what stood out to me so much is that when I went in to see that movie, it felt like I was about to see you know a, a classic horror film with ghosts. And you know when it comes to Asian films, there's always some kind of lady in, in a white dress and long hair. But it, they had none of that, and in fact, the film was just purely. Is it was so grounded, it was so dramatic, but in a sense that I I believed everything that was happening. I almost believed that I that's a story based on a real life, because the characters were just, no matter how horrendous and horrible and evil they are, you still felt like they were just a human being. They were a person. There's something underneath that. They they had dreams and passion and hope and f- favorite food, and then they have their favorite go-to jokes and there's just a any regular person but who happens to be a psychopath and loves to kill so i really 
found that interesting because, you know, it's so easy for us to watch a horror movie, especially a slasher film, to say um, the killer is just a person who is a psycho who, who is just messed. We can't relate to him. Um, but it's difficult to do that with this movie because for the entirety of the film, we are falling for of the killers and you can't really go away and just try to like other people because these are the people you were spending the entire movie with. So I, I just thought it would be so interesting for Jenny, the, act, uh, the character, to just watch that movie and to, to, to think about who she is as a person, why, what makes her her. And, and, and it's given her a lot of the motivations for the things she did in the movie. And yeah. I guess we mentioned that this was at Toronto After Dark. How was the premiere for you? How was it to show your <laughs> film at a genre festival in Toronto? Um, I'm still not sure if it happened. <laughs> I'm like I'm trying to process a little bit. It's been almost a week, and uh, you know I was really nervous going in. I didn't know what to expect, and um, because our movie just finished, we didn't have any promotional materials, not even a trailer. So anyone going in had absolutely no idea what the film was about or what it looked like, the aesthetic. If it's a comedy, it was a, if it's a you know a parody of a slasher film, or it's actually a slasher film. Um, but on the night when I walked in and it was just a packed theater, I, I kind of freaked out a little bit. Um, didn't know what to do or what to say if people were gonna like it. And halfway through the film, I wanted to just run out and just not come back in. But it was such an amazing and surreal experience, and, and um, I'm really happy with the way it turned out. And it was just so lovely and nice to be able to sit next to my manager and my friends and people who worked on the movie and, and watch it all together for the first time. And uh, it was a little intimidating. It felt like someone was watching me getting and dressing. Um, but I don't know. I think it was just uh, a good, beautiful first-time experience. And, and also... Toronto After Dark being such a well-known and, and great festival. It's such an honor. So it's, uh, I think I just got very lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I think that was sort of all I had for questions. I don't know if you Amazing. had anything else you wanted to add. I kind of just want to tell, because I get this question a lot and I never know how to answer it properly. Um, sometimes uh, friends or, or people will ask me, you know, as a young filmmaker, how do you get to where you are making a feature film? And usually I, I struggle because I, I really think I just got lucky. You know, it's, there is no one clear path you can take and then suddenly you, you just get to make movies. And, and uh, I think the best thing I can tell people is always just make as many short films or pro work on as many projects as you possibly can because it's, I don't think it's, it's difficult for opportunity to come by. The hardest part is when an opportunity comes by and, and you jump on it, but either you or the people who hired you realize that maybe you're not good enough and then it doesn't work out. I think that's more heartbreaking because people always make movies. There will be movies made left and right every day, all the time. That's not the difficult part. The difficult part is getting onto a project and letting people believe and know that you are capable of doing this and you're able to pull it off and, and not just you know get fired halfway because of your attitude or ego and thinking that or just not able to do it. So yeah. Just work as hard as you can on your craft as a filmmaker, whatever it be, directing, editing, or cinematography. Just keep doing it. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming in and oh, chatting with me. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks to Ray Exui for speaking to me about extracurricular. You can find more Toronto After Dark interviews and reviews on the Movie Mixtape Archive over at film.cjru.ca. For Morning Mixtape, I'm Elissa Matthews.